everyone and welcome to another episode of Dating Will Be the Death of Me. This is my third episode of season four, so I hope if you've listened to my other episodes this season so far that you have been enjoying them, and I hope that if you haven't listened to them yet that you are planning on going back and listening because uh, a lot a lot has gone on since season three. So I just wanted to take today to finally talk about a an article that one of my friends has sent me because I don't know about you guys, but with my, I use Google Chrome on my phone and I always have four um, tabs open and literally close any other tab that ever pops up. And I've had this fourth one, the article that I'm going to talk about for literally close to a year. Um, so I can't wait to finally be able to exit out. I don't know if that's a weird thing or if it's just me, um, but I literally, I have my cousin's wedding pictures the hurdle, the wordle, and then this um, this article open and always close any other window that I use, whether it's like Google or whatever. So I'm going to finally be able to X out of this window because I'm going to talk about this article, which is from Psychology Today. It was written or posted on August 9th, 2022. So not super old. Um, what is that? No, that's like super current. September, October, November, December. That's only four months away, four months ago. So it hasn't been here for a year. It's just felt like it's been here for a year because every time I've opened Chrome, this title has been staring at me. So the name of this article is What's Behind the Rise of Lonely Single Men? And I remember when my friend sent me this, I just instantly had to laugh because the way, I don't know, I just feel like it comes across as like, oh my gosh, like this awful thing, like this pandemic is striking us, um, but it's just lonely single men. And then my brain goes to what's behind the rise. Like, I feel like uh, if anyone has been on dating apps, it's not a surprise that there's a lot of single men out there because no offense if any of you are single men, but uh, the single men that I see on dating apps, the majority of them, I have no words. Um, And that is something that sparked this podcast is my experience on dating apps and dates that I've been on with some of y'all. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like dating, I don't know if it's necessarily harder. Like you would think it's easier because you have access to so many people right? You don't have to live in the same town or have gone to the same high school or work with someone to like meet them and potentially have a romantic connection. But like the shit that if any of you are in dating apps, like, you know, the shit that you see and deal with. And I know it's not just like women that have to deal with it. Like men deal with like crazy weird shit. And I'm a single female. So I'm like just speaking from that perspective. But I have, you know, my friend Rudy has told me about his experiences on Grinder, and like, depending on what you're looking for, maybe some of the things that I think are crazy and like I don't want to see are things that like you're down for. And I'm not trying to like shame you or judge you or anything. I just know for me as a single female who was looking for a relationship on the apps, uh, <laughs> I could tell a lot of the men that I've seen what might be behind their single status because the shit that you think is gonna 
get a girl to like you or is attractive to women. Like it's not, it's not it. So this article, I was like, oh my God, this is friggin' gold. I was so happy when my friend sent it to me. So again, the title is what's behind the rise of lonely single men. And then like the, under the title, it says, men need to address their deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. Where I think that like subtitle is great because it acknowledges like there are deficits and it's acknowledging that people are having and looking for healthier relationships and having higher expectations. But then like the rest of the article kind of goes back and forth between like, and I totally, this might just be my interpretation of it. And I'm going to link the article in the notes, in the show notes. So you can definitely click on it. I'll post it on my Instagram and on my Twitter. Um, and I would love to get your your guys' reaction. But, and maybe I'm just so cynical. Maybe I'm just like a bitter girl who's been on dating apps for too long and doesn't really feel bad for the men that I've seen on there for the most part. But it just seemed like it was wavering between feeling bad for these poor guys that have to like rise up to women's higher standards that we've, you know, developed over the past few years or past few decades. Um, And wavering between that and then just like rationality. So I, I couldn't really get the author's like what they were thinking. Um, so I, I Googled the author. Um, so I'm just going to precursor with this with when I originally recorded, I accidentally thought that the reviewer of the article was the author, which is not the case. The reviewer of the article is a female named Harris Estraf Morano, who is a pretty prolific author. Um, pretty, I mean, from what I Googled, widely known, respected. Um, And so for the rest of me talking about the author, I accidentally am referring to that person and not the actual author. So I'm using, um, I keep saying like she, her, um, when talking about the author, but the author actually, because I'm such an idiot. And to be honest, I was going to re-record the whole episode, but I felt like it wasn't, you want to get my genuine reactions. So I'm inserting this here uh, to tell you about who the actual author is and, you know, not who I thought was the author, like with my dumbass brain. Um, so whenever I'm referring to her or she, I'm referring to the person that reviewed the article, whereas the actual author is named Greg Matos and he is a board certified couple and family psychologist. So just kind of now that makes so much more sense because I was looking at this other woman and it didn't really seem like she had any sort of um, background or interest or work having to do with relationships. So this guy, it makes a lot more sense that he would write about this, but it also kind of changes my perspective because I thought it was interesting. Initially, I was like, oh, this is interesting that a female is writing because I I mentioned, I think it's kind of like favoring like feeling bad for guys that they have to change. But now that I know it's written by a guy, I'm like, that kind of makes me feel that way even more. So I don't know this guy's personal life. He does have a podcast. He has a TikTok. He has um, a charity called A Better Love Project, which honestly sounds super cool. Um, so it says that it's a, it's a media company that teaches core life and relationship skills. And at that sounds great. And a few of the TikToks that I watched are super like 
you know, it's it. You're a guy who um, oppresses women. Like fuck you. And 100, percent I agree with that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to put this in there. Let you know who the actual author is. I'm still gonna link the link for the article in the show notes, so you can definitely read it. You can look more into him. But he is definitely more um, of a likely author than the the other person that I was looking into. Again, he's a couple and family psychologist. So I think it's it changes my perspective, again, that it's written by a guy about lonely guys. But like I said, I could just be being cynical and a little sensitive because dating has not been the kindest to me. But that's why for the rest of the episode, if you're like, who does she keep talking about? Uh, that's my mistake. Like I said, I'm a dumbass. And this is just so you know. So psychologist. Greg Matos is writing this wonderful article for us. So here we go. In the article, she starts off with key points. So her key points. Number one, dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as relationship standards rise. Again, like I maybe I'm reading that the wrong way and that's just she's just saying that as a fact, but it kind of just seems like, well, yeah, duh. Like if you're not going to, meet our standards, then your dating opportunities are going to go down because less people are going to want to date you if you're a douchebag or like don't step up to the plate as prospective partners would you would want you to. So I don't know, that one was kind of like, duh, like duh, dating opportunities are going down as standards are going up. Uh, The second key point, it says men represent approximately 62% of dating app users lowering their chances for matches. And I mean, yes, like, yes, if men represent 62%, then that would be the, you know, biggest group of people. But I don't think that that's why they're single. But I don't know, like, I'm not a statistician or fucking mathematician or whatever. But I don't know. I would love to know if she's on dating apps, if this author is on dating apps, and like if she is actively dating or if she's in a relationship. But um, the last key point, so there are three, the last key point is men need to address skill deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. That is the best thing in the article so far. Men need to fix themselves, and it is not on women to lower their standards. Like We very much are correct in hiring our standards, expecting healthier relationships, and it's men who need to adjust. So I at least like that. So what's my girl's name? Um, Hara, like you're on it. You're onto something there. But then we get into the article and I just, I don't know. I love this. It's just like so straight into the point. It says younger and middle-aged men are the loneliest they've been in generations and it's probably going to get worse. I don't know. I was kind of like, hmm, probably like, who knows? Unless people change the way, the way that they act, like on dating apps, the majority of men, not the majority, that's mean. I would say a lot of men need to change how they act and how they interact with females. Um, that's just my opinion. So it also says over the last 30 years, men have become a larger portion of that growing group of long-term single people. And I just thought that was interesting. Like I never really thought about like, oh, who's the biggest group of single people? But I think it's interesting that um, over the past few years or past few decades, men have become the bigger group of single people. 
And then she kind of gets into the trends that tell us why heterosexual men are in that group of like being single and, and why they're the biggest group. And the first one she mentions are dating apps. And again, this connects to what she said about 62% of users being men. And I love, it's like competition um, and da online dating is fierce. I don't know for my girls out there who are on dating apps, I would not say it is fierce. I would say it is dismal. I will say the men that I see on dating apps whether it's they're trying to use their fish picture or I was talking to my friend recently, like so many guys have dogs on their profile now. Like, I don't know if they think women are just like, I don't like enamored instantly by dogs and won't actually look at your profile. Um, but I feel like so many guys are using dogs or like pets as ways to try to get themselves in with a girl. But I wouldn't say online dating is like competition on online dating is fierce. I would say it's kind of easy to tell when a guy stands out for not being a dick or like there's something they put effort into their profile. Like so many of the guys that I have come across and I've been on a lot of different dating apps, but I would say the the two that I'm most familiar with are Hinge and Bumble. And I feel like especially on Hinge, you can tell when a guy doesn't put effort into their dating profile. And a lot of times I would see it all the time. They would pick the prompts and they would just do like a dot, dot, dot for their answer or like, no, no, no. And it's like, why do you have a dating app? Like, why would you choose this dating app, which clearly is set up to have questions and prompts and like ways for people to make connections or like know what you're interested in and, and form a connection that way? Why would you just fill it out like you don't give a shit? Like, I don't know. For me, Hinge was not just a place for hookups, but maybe that's what it was becoming. Um, and I, I just, I would disagree with the idea that competition is fierce in online dating. I will say for guys, maybe they feel that way. if They're the majority of people using dating apps, but just try harder, make like a better profile. Don't be weird. Don't be creepy and like send dick pics on the apps that you can send pictures. Don't add me on Snapchat and send dick pics. Don't add me on Instagram and send dick pics. Like, I just feel like there's so many ways to stand out among the huge amount of people that are on dating apps. So that um, is the first trend, more people being on dating apps. The second trend is relationship standards. And um, I, I love this. It says women between the ages of 25 and 45 now prefer men who are emotionally available, who are good communicators, and who share their values. Like, yes, we do like that. That's awesome. If I'm looking for someone that I want to be with, like, that is exactly what I want. And it, yes, if you are not emotionally available and a good communicator and don't share my values, we're not going to connect and you might continue to be single. So I, she's onto it there for sure. And then the last one, it says skills deficits. It says for men, this means a relationship skills gap that if not addressed will likely lead to fewer dating opportunities and longer periods of being single. And I 100% agree, like, guys need to figure out their shit. And she mentions later, like, therapy is huge. And I could not agree more. Like, I think that everyone should be in therapy. I have found, like, there were things that were affecting me and, like, impacting me in relationships that I would not have even known that, like, talking through therapy has helped so much. And also, I've learned, like, coping skills. And, you know, when I do get upset in a relationship, how to act or how to react or 
you know, give myself a second to pause and stuff. So I, I do like that. I do like that she, you know, acknowledges that if you want to be better in that aspect of relationship, like be better about communicating, be better about being open. Um, you do have to work at it. And it's, I, it's not just men that need to do that. Um, I think everyone can always work on how they communicate, how they react. Um, but I thought I, that might be my favorite part of the article. Um, then she kind of gets into uh, this idea that we need to like switch it up. And I think she's so right. I think like, I don't know, the, the only thing I could keep thinking the whole time was like, she kind of is making it seem like, oh my God, like men have to do these things. Like this is crazy. And it's like, yeah, because women fucking deserve better. Like things have changed. It's not the 50s where girls are going to sit at home and make fucking dinner, be have dinner ready for you with our aprons on. And we're not going to like excuse you if you go out with the boys and don't call or, you know, let us know where you are for half the day or like things have changed and things should change. And everyone has to keep up with that and every, everyone has to adjust. So I don't know. Again, I'm going to link it because I just, I could be, be very, very cynical and like be a little bitch who's like, Hara, this author is like fucking, I don't know, feeling bad for guys and they don't, you know, don't deserve pity. But um, I don't know. I would love to get your reactions and kind of see what you guys think about the article. Because I, like I said, I think there are some, some good points, you know, the idea of things are changing. We got to adjust as a whole. And then just the idea of looking inwards and looking at yourself definitely before you can be a good partner. Like you have to be a good person and you have to be good with yourself before you can be good with someone else. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was a very interesting read. I, again, I'm so happy that my friend sent it to me because that title, it just really grabbed my attention. I feel like it was literally made for dating will be the death of me. What's behind the rise of lonely single men? Uh, Cause bro, like I, in the grand scheme of things, don't really give a shit because I can't be out here worried about single men. Um, but yeah, so she does mention, I thought it was interesting. She mentions about the success rate on Hinge and this was in 2022. So it's, I would say current research. Um, she said 90% of users on Hinge would give uh, like a positive experience on first dates. And then it got me thinking like how many first dates from Hinge do I look back and can say like that was a good experience and I feel like I would say the majority I don't know if I would say well I'm probably not even looking at that number right like not 90% of my dates have been good but it's a 90% of people or users have said that their first date was good and it said 72% of them said that they would look for a second date but I think that's a pretty high I think that's high I mean 90% of people is is a good amount of people. So I think, like I said, Hinge is the one that I'm most familiar with and the one that I've used the most recently. But I was, I think I mentioned this in my season four premiere, I was drunk one night and was just like, fuck this. Like, I don't even give a shit. I'm going to join Facebook dating. And um, that is where my most successful <laughs> bout of dating has come from. And I, again, I don't want to talk too much about it. My mom even asked me, she's like, oh, are like, you seeing anyone 
recently. I'm like, I actually am. And I actually really like him and it's actually going well. So I don't want to talk about it. And she's like, nope, that's fair. Just be happy. Just enjoy yourself. Just, you know, be, let it be and let it go how it goes. And I feel like this is the first time in a while that I'm like letting myself do that, which is maybe why it's going well and knock on wood because like this guy just seems awesome. So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, branch out. If you've been on the same dating app forever, like Bumble, Tinder, maybe try something new. I will say Facebook dating wasn't my favorite, but I found this guy and I had never seen him on a dating app before. So maybe that's just, you know, the step that I needed to take to branch out and and find new people. Um, One other super positive from Facebook dating was I matched with this 24-year-old and I'm about to be 30 and 24 just seemed so young. But like Facebook dating was not listening to my parameters and not listening to like what I was looking for. I always set my things from like a year younger than me to maybe 36. And it kept showing me like these young ass guys. And I'm like, I don't want to date young. Like that's 24 just seems like a baby. Like I think back to myself when I was 24 and I was like, did not know what I was doing. Like, you know, professionally I did. Like I always wanted to be a teacher, but in my life I was like fucking shit show. So, you know, I, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to entertain it. Let's see. He could be a nice guy. And when I went out to visit my friend in Indiana, it was her birthday and he fucking Venmoed me $75 to like get her drinks and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm not going to go, you know, ended up not going on a date with him, but he like just did that without really even, you know, me saying anything. I just said like, oh, it's it's her birthday. Like we're grabbing drinks. And he was like, oh, cool. Like what's your Venmo? I'll I'll let you, I'm going to Venmo you so you can get her a drink. And I was like, oh, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, no, no. I insist. Like it's her 30th. Buy her a drink on me. I was like, okay, fine. And gave him my Venmo. And he fucking Venmoed me $75. And I was with my mom and she's like, no, you cannot take that. Send that back right now. And my friend was like, no, 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 let's go. And I, so we ended up spending it. And I was like, thank you so much. I really, I was, I was so grateful and did not ask for that money, but, um, it was like a super positive experience from Facebook dating. So, you know, if you're looking for guys to send you money for drinks for your friend's birthday, maybe give it a shot. But otherwise, if you are a single man, man, (laughs) I'm so sorry that your group, your group is growing, but maybe, you know, look inward go to some therapy. I, again, I really think everyone should be in therapy. I've loved my experience with therapy. So, um, I, I think the biggest thing to take from that article is like, we all just need to be better. We all need to acknowledge that we deserve better and just work towards it and fucking, you know, keep doing our thing. But, um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, I'm at dating will be the death of me. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Dating Death of Me. And if you want to support the show, you can sign up as a subscriber for any amount of money that you would like. I would appreciate it so, so much. Um, this, I think, is probably going to be the last episode before I turn 30, which is crazy because I think I'll release this. You guys should all be listening to this if you are staying up to date and current on January 4th. So the first episode of the new year, happy new year, everyone. I should have started with that, but 
I'll try to record another one to release next week. But if not, the next time you hear from me, I'm going to be 30, flirty, and thriving, and hopefully enjoying the thing that I got going on now with that guy. If not, LOL, happy fucking birthday to me. Um, You guys are the best. Talk to you later. Bye.